Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, did the uh, ground shake a little bit today when Cooper Flagg has now reclassified from 2025 to 2024? That's pretty significant, is it not? Well, I mean, you see a lot of these players doing it. Um, you know, they're trying to get to college because they're trying to get to the NBA. So the faster they can, or whatever, if he's if he's going to school, if he decides to do, you know, uh, G League Ignite or some other avenue, but, but they're trying to get, they're trying to move the, you know, move the goalpost <laughs> closer to getting to the to to getting to the NBA. Um, so you know, nothing nothing shocks me when it t- comes to reclassification because we see a lot of it these days. Well, it seems to be happening more and more. You're correct about that. Uh, let's talk with Jeremy. He's been holding for a few moments. Jeremy, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good afternoon, Rick, Randy, Hoop Scoop. How's that? How's everything going? Man, going good. How about you? Hey, Jeremy. No, can't can't complain. Can't complain. You know, beautiful Huber Springs, a little hot, but it was pretty nice. Go jumping, uh, Greer's Ferry. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, might cool you all. Beat all the tourists. Yep. Hey, uh, so. I'm, I was kind of going back to what y'all were talking about with the NFL red zone and the Sunday ticket. So the Sunday ticket, you can watch the whole game. The NFL red zone, it's multiple screen, and it highlights a game whenever they get into the red zone. So other than that, you really don't get to watch the game, only the red zone plays. So I guess that's what the difference in the price would be. So if you buy that, you don't get the whole game, or the Sunday ticket you get. No, no, you only get to watch, like, say your favorite team is the Chiefs. Well, it's out of market. You can watch them play, but it's only on red zone play. Which is once they get inside the 20. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. Thanks. Then uh, how long till we can start putting uh, numbers in that uh, little blue book there, Andy? Well, we are, what? 22 days away. Yeah. So yeah. that would make it roughly 20 days before we start. It, it's going to have to change colors, and it's probably going to confuse oh, yeah. me this year, Jeremy, because <laughs> as I went through my inventory of of books, my ledgers, so to speak, they all were black. I didn't have any blue ones. So it would probably have to be the little black book, but I'll probably still call it the blue book because it's, I mean, it's lodged in my mind, so. Yeah. Well, as long as you don't get that little black book and confused with the little black, uh, different yeah. little black book. <laughs> like the one with the phone numbers in there. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. All right. Well, like I said, I've just been, I've been on hold ever since before I knew who was going to be on or I'd have a question nope. for him. But that's good. I'm more football oriented than I am basketball, but I do love my hoop hog. So. Well, that's a good All right. Y'all have a great evening. That fits. Thank you, Thank you Jeremy. Hey, Kevin, uh, let's go back to this reclassification. And you were pretty uh, mundane about this. You know, Not everybody's the top prospect in the country doing that. But how are they doing this? Okay, so in college we understand 
that guys can take summer classes. They do take summer classes. They'll graduate in three years, but they're taking three years of summer school. How are all these guys doing this in high school when you have so many core courses you absolutely have to have? How can you make a decision and all of a sudden double up on courses to graduate early? How's that happening? I think it's a combination of things. I don't know what they're allowed to do online or how much they can do in summer uh, if they want to put themselves on a course like that. But I can remember even when I was in high school a, <laughs> a long time ago, and there were some there were some kids that could they only had to come half a day. They were pretty much done. Um, and, and you know, so I I don't know. You know, I'm not sure specifically what each player in certain states and what they can do. Uh, but it is pretty frequent now. You, you hear about it, especially in athletics. Um, you know, we see reclassifications more and more moving up instead of adding that extra year. It was more that there were players adding another year to their to their time, to yeah. their high school sentence. <laughs> right. Who likes so, high school, right? Well, um, but, but more and more, it's guys moving up so they can move on. So, so as um, so a guy – a better college player at, say, 17 than he is at 18? And is that so you can get your first NBA contract when you're, say, even 18 before you're 19? I mean, the, the NBA drafts on potential. The more they know about you, the more they don't like. The older you get – I mean, that's why you see these guys in the G League, by the way, that are in their mid to late 20s. And they can play. A lot of these guys probably are good enough to play in the NBA, but they're older. And the NBA doesn't want to. They they want to. They don't want guys that are maybe it's, you know on the other side of the middle of their career, on the wrong side of it. They'd rather go with a guy that's not ready, that's younger. So it's just the way basketball is now. Are they, is Cooper Flag going to be a better college player a year sooner? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, he's a really good player. My thinking is at that age, when you're still developing physically. You know, even if you're big and you've grown and you've got size, you're still going to fill out differently the older you get. You're going to get, you're going to add, you're going to get stronger, um, and you're going to learn more about the game. So, I think we saw that at Arkansas last year. You had three, you had two first round draft yeah. picks. Yeah. Three players drafted. That's only the second time Arkansas's ever had that. But all three were one and done. They were straight out of high school, and so you saw sometimes more veteran players, older player. You know, you saw the learning curve. And, and some of it was physical, you know. Some of it was, you know, not as strong as they're going to be. Maybe that played into some of their struggles. But also, you know, just the nuances of playing high major basketball. Now those guys are in the NBA. So, you know, I'm always going to say that the, the younger you are, uh, if you're if you're moving, you know, if you're if you're reclassifying and moving up, you're probably not as good as the player as a uh, college freshman that would be even a year older. Well, and that's verified by the fact that coaches like Musselman and many others are happier to get somebody that's 21 out of the transfer portal than to get a high school senior that's going to come in and not be as physically mature unless that guy is just absolutely gangbusters. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Musselman, we saw this current team has two players out of the high school ranks. and Yeah. And seven out of the transfer portal, that's that's yeah. a record number for him, and he's not been shy. I mean, you know, he's had seasons where he's brought in five. Uh, last couple of times he's brought in five. I know one year, they, I think they only brought in three, and that was the lone 
the low number. Um, you know, and they've they've had a couple of good sized high school classes. We know what the previous year it was six, uh, including those three one and dones, and then the Moses Moody class with Jalen Williams, Devo Davis, and, and KK Robinson. That that was four high school players. So he's really had two recruiting cycles where there was any significant amount of high school players. But just about every year, he's he's loading up out of the portal. And, you know, again, this team that he brings in next year is going to have 30, 35 years of Division One experience. Huh. Wow. Uh, and when you when you consider you only brought back five guys. That's amazing. Uh, that means you went out and recruited men, older guys that have been around. and uh, They've got talent. They've got a good mix. I think they're probably bringing in more diversity uh, in terms of skill sets than they had last year because once Brazil and, and Nick Smith Jr. were hurt and missed, you know, most of the season, each of them, Arkansas didn't have a lot of skill shooting the ball. Uh, most everything was just the guys trying to get to the basket, and it's easier to, for defenses to, to fall back and just sit sit down and wait on it. I heard a lot, I've heard a lot of people talking like experts that Arkansas had problems facing the ball on offense last year. That wasn't always true. In fact, they have a goal of 200 passes a game on offense. They hit that mark sometimes. The, sometimes the spacing was just fine. The problem was when they got the defense out of sorts, moving the ball well, the guys that were open for shots didn't want to take them because they weren't confident to shoot them. And so they'd, kill, they'd, they'd create their own space problem late in possession, but they weren't just a bad team spacing on offense. It was just that no matter how good it was, guys were turning down open shots off the ball movement, off that good spacing. And so sometimes you can overanalyze things. Bottom line is Arkansas was, has not been a good three-point shooting the last two years. And then last season, free throw line, I know we're talking about veteran players and kind of talking about reclassifying all that. But I think it's why when you bring up the point why Eric Musselman recruits the way he does, uh, he can fix problems in one recruiting cycle. He can analyze right. what he needs, That's what right. he wants to do, and then he can go get veteran players that can hopefully be more ready to execute than if he loads up again on a huge high school class. You're right. I, I, I don't know if that struck you, Randy. 35 years of experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 13 players. Right. 13 into 39 would be three. So that means, and you got two guys that are high that are freshmen, so you take the other 11. That other 11 have over three years per player experience. <clears throat> Who ever heard of that before? That's Now you're going back to the old days where, mm-hmm. yeah, you're all juniors and seniors and you ought to win. It, it's amazing to think of it that way. Yeah. That, that's why, you, you know, Musselman's comfort level – you know, while all of us are looking at it, trying to figure out what's going on, he, he he's got a plan. I mean, he yeah. he starts adding pieces as soon as the season ends. Arkansas's season hasn't ended as soon as most programs. They get to that past that first weekend, but when it's over, whether they went to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, whatever it's been the last three years, he's ready to go. He he, he starts. I mean, they they brought in five players. They had five commitments in a thirteen day span. I think it was August fourth through the seventeenth. Thirteen or fourteen days, two weeks. They had five players out of the portal. And that's all, you know, again, they didn't get bounced in early March. It was mid-late March before their season was over, and he was already, he knew what he needed. He knew what was going to be going in the draft. He knew he was probably staying in. And he went and not only replaced guys at positions, but he got guys who could shoot a little better and maybe a little bit more versatility in some things. Not that those weren't great players leaving, but there was some one-dimensionality there. And I think they answered that with experience as well. All right, Kevin, hang tight. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. 
And a big thank you goes out to Fence Brokers, Chris Walker and company. Drive Time Sports will continue. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined once again by Hoop Scoop, better known as Kevin McPherson. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And thanks again to Fence Brokers for making this segment possible. And with that, let's check in with Chuck. Chuck, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. I've got a question for Hoop Scoop since I'm mad at you and Rick. So, Hoop Scoop. You're mad at us? <laughs> how, how many young players, and I'm talking like <laughs> eighth, ninth grade, have, I guess you could call them agents now? Oh, my gosh. I mean, ninth graders have agents? Well, I'm asking this because against my wishes, my daughter coaches my granddaughter. And they finished uh, fourth in the nation this year. My granddaughter was the very best player on it. She's awesome. And I'm not saying that because she's my granddaughter. But they have entered into a contract with some people whose job is they'll get videotape of my granddaughter, all this, and put it out to different coaches at different levels. And they will actually set up visits for to like NAIA schools, since she can't go to Division One or two schools until she's in 11th grade. But they're going to do all this stuff. And I was wondering how many other kids are actually doing that. I mean, because it's expensive. Well, I don't know if the word's agent. You have people that provide a service of... Services, you know, yeah. They might have a production where they can put together videos to send around the different schools. You have to be certified by the NCAA to be a, uh, you know, to do a, have a scouting service, a formal scouting service. But the rule, you know, NAIA and different, um, you know, up below Division One, their coaches, can, they, they don't really have a calendar, a recruiting calendar they have to follow. They can go in the gym. So if they have and, and watch prospects just about any time. So if you've got, um, if you've got people out there that are helping connect players to different programs and people they know and maybe they've got some connections there's some of that that goes on for sure but i, I wouldn't call them agents uh, but i guess that's well, you know, for, for, for lack of a better word you know you, you don't have something to call them either <laughs> you know we've got to call them something but uh i just wondered how prevailing it was yeah i mean it's just there's some of that goes on yeah it's not i mean as long as any rules aren't break, broken, you know, uh, there might be people that make a, a, you know, they make an income from helping facilitate some of that. And, you know, I always say as long as you're not breaking rules, the more the merrier. And if you can help players get more exposure and connect with coaches and schools, that's great. Well, well I, I remember Ron Crawford talking about it before, about it happening in AAU basketball. If I now that I remember. But anyway, thanks a lot. And uh, Rick and Randy, you guys read a caller get away with calling me an elderly gentleman today. Oh, no. And I assure you, I am neither. 
<laughs> you don't think you're a gentleman? That's not very nice. Uh, I, I'm 70 years old, and I've lived for 70 years trying my best not to be. <laughs> well, so best, hey, Rick, Rick, on my best day, I'm just a backsliding Baptist preacher. Son. <laughs> well, okay. you know, That's Chuck, they funny. say when you point the finger, huh. there's three more coming right back at you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm 71. I'll soon be 72. I don't think of myself as elderly. So no. when that was when that finger was pointed, he was pointing that finger at me as well. So <laughs> and hey, it doesn't bother you, me you in the least. Remember, I'm the guy that outran the tornado. You know, <laughs> I, I got to claim fame. <laughs> I don't think Thank I can claim guys. that fame, and I don't want to. Okay. All right. Well, good show, guys. Thank well, you. We're gonna, Thank we're, you. We're not going to say you're not a gentleman. We don't. We don't go for that. Gentleman okay. and a scholar. Now, All right. Now, so Chuck won't hate me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a confession right now. After listening to Hoop Scoop's last discussion, and 35 years of experience on this basketball team, last year I was highly critical of Musselman and his staff recruiting four-star players and then getting rid of them. I'm not going to ever criticize what he does in recruiting again. I hate that that happened, but when you think about these days going year to year in recruiting, I got to say that's astonishing to think they're going to have 35 years of experience. So, uh, so I'll confess there. And if I was a critic last year, uh, I, I probably shouldn't have been. And then my other question for you, Kevin, is: Okay, Cooper Flag now is a year earlier. Is it still going to be Duke, Kentucky, or somebody like that, or does Arkansas have any chance at all at him? Um, class of 24, I mean, you know, the early signing period is, is coming up. Arkansas, by the way, guys, I just put a story out. I, I can't speak much on Cooper Flag right now where that's going. I don't think there's a lot of traction there, although Arkansas has been to watch him play. They did offer him. Um, but uh, Isaiah Elohim, a 6'4 guard at Sierra Canyon, one of the top independent schools in the country, uh, he's an East Coast uh, guy that moved as an eight-year-old out to the West Coast. He's been playing basketball at Sierra Canyon. That's where LeBron James' sons have played, and so many great players have come through that program. But uh, the young man is going to take an official visit on Saturday, September 16th, to Arkansas. Arkansas coach has been recruiting him for over a year. They offered him last year. He was trying to come up for an unofficial visit last October. So by September 16th, it have almost been a year since he was not able to make the unofficial visit to Arkansas, but he'll be in on a, it will be an official visit September 16th. That's the day the football hogs host BYU. They'll have a visit to Providence, another official visit later in the month of September. Those are the only two visits he has set up right now, but he's a national top 25 ranked. 247 Sports has him as the number 22 player in the country, a four-star. Uh, he did have an injury situation that kept him out of basketball for about six months just over a year ago, and he told me, in this, and I've got it in the article I wrote, that the Arkansas coaches never wavered on him. They never, they were consistently recruiting him, pursuing him. He was a top five, five-star before that injury. He was rated in the top five in the country. And so he's still top 25, and he's going to have a chance, you know, uh, in that class of 2024 to make a make a run at a, at a you know, a McDonald's All-American nomination and, and hopefully make that team. But he's going to visit um, – and, you know, the thing about him is offers from Kansas. He's got a who's who list, but he really likes Arkansas. He said he's friends with Anthony Black, and he said Anthony Black has nothing but good things to say about his experience at Arkansas. So that was one of the, you know, one of his talking points. 
Uh, so, you know, he mentioned Nelsonman, Ronnie Burr. I know Anthony Ruda was out to watch him at the NDPA Top 100 camp just a few minutes ago, or a few months ago, and he said that all the coaches have been kind of like by committee. So keep an eye on this young man, Isaiah, E-L-O-H-I-M. I probably butchered the pronunciation of his last name. A 6'5 wing out of Sierra Canyon, California, uh, coming up on that visit. And by the way, guys, I know you're going to have Carrion Burgess, uh, the 2025 Six nine wing and a Benton. I believe he's coming on tonight. Uh, and, and I was just in the gym down at Summerwood Sports when he was coming in. I thought about doing one of my video interviews and put it out on Twitter, but I, I found out he was co- he's coming on 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 your show. So I just <laughs> I refrained from doing that. I'm gonna save it all for the six o'clock. Let y'all have it. Six o'clock. Yes, he is coming on uh, with Bart at six o'clock. They had. End up they had a workout last night at uh, 6 o'clock, and Bart had to uh, attend that, so we switched him over to tonight. Um, they work out. He, he's in the gym all the time. He was just coming in for a workout. I was in there in Summerwood Sports, beautiful new facility in Alexander, uh, but Isaiah Joe's in town, so I was in there for his workout. I just attended one of his last week in Fort Smith, so this is my second workout with Isaiah, but he's got two camps this weekend, guys. He's got a uh, over 100 kids have signed up for his shooter's shoot camp tomorrow at Summerwood Sports. And then on Sunday, he's having an elite camp that he's co-hosting with, with Pro Hog Daryl Macon. And it's a big deal. I mean, Burgess, Kayonor Botang, Jay Sean Hayes, Jacob Lanier, all four of those young men have Arkansas offers. Dallas Thomas, who's committed to Clemson. There's some other players that are Division One prospects. They're having an elite camp. You know, the Razorback basketball program, Rick, you may remember this, too. They used to have an elite camp every year about this time. They stopped doing it years ago. But this will be the best in-state camp in a while. So it's a big weekend in Central Arkansas with Isaiah Jones. Enjoy your weekend, Kevin. We'll talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And thanks also to Fence Brokers, my man, Chris Walker.